I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. A grain of rice. A grain of rice. Want to tip the scale. Just remember that then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show the we're no longer the whipping boys of and uh, very grateful to Alliance for looking after us there and uh, driving us on and having us here. Um, a lot of water under the bridge in the hurling world uh, since we were last with you, lads. We, we, we hadn't the show last week. The footballers were ramping up the, the gears with Paul Galvin there. So uh, we had to ramp it back up. Two boys are here. So we've, we've Ken Hogan. Ken, we've it ramped up for you. That's the shot. That's the shot. It's getting close <laughs> now. Early June. Tip going well. Tip going well, Ken. Beginning to get going, beginning to get going. A good win on, on Saturday. An important win, really, because Galway have had the Indian signing us for quite a while. So, from that perspective, I think Liam needed a, a win, and we got it. Yeah. A lot, as I said, has gone under the bridge. We've had talk of simulation. We've had apologies. We'd have climb downs. We've had COVID cases. We've had, we've had all sorts of things. We've, we're not really giving out about the referees too much today. I'd say we were on last Monday, so there have been all about rules and everything. But a lot has happened, I suppose. Um, and sure, look, that's that's the nature of it. I suppose it just start, Ken. I'd say I just have to mention Bonner, and and on behalf of us all here in the pod, just to, to wish him the absolute best and and to hope. I know he's a surgery a couple of days time, and uh, the hope that he gets into that Laura jersey later on in the year for you. What a soldier! Like I think, if it was anyone else, we'd be probably saying that's the end of it. But with, with Bonner, we we're probably not. It's absolutely cruel, like you're, you're grasping at straws to try and uh, find some sort of consolation for him because he puts in such a huge effort. And would you believe it, lads, you know, in all the fitness tests that the lads have been doing individually and then collectively when they came back, the youngsters still couldn't beat him uh, in, 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 in any, any of the tests. Uh, abs- and a guy, we, the most complimentary thing we could say about Bonner, a, a, a shrewd man in my parish from Lourdes, once Bonner's a freak, and up to now, you know, these injuries had never occurred. The Crusade against Limerick, in an actual fact, TJ, that was a game that Tip didn't even have to win uh, uh, that particular day. So, so disappointing to lose out in the 2019 All Ireland. And then for this to happen, Achilles tendon, and it's, it's a suspected rupture, as you probably know, uh, that's a very serious injury. And uh, it's only Bonner will get back from that. He's the, he's the one guy who will recover from that. And, you know, uh, 2022 is a big year in, in our history, you know, both in, 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 in Tipperary and in, in our country. And I just hope that there's some incentive there. And 
if anyone can find a, an incentive, Patrick Bonner Maher will find an incentive. In, in actual fact, it was over at club training on Friday night. And would you believe his brother, Willie, who played under 21 with me, was back training. He was out injured last year. And we got to the Arena Cup final. He was back training. He's back training this year with the club. And it was a huge boost to everybody. And now we're, we're losing Bonner on the other side. So it's amazing the way uh, things can happen. But we wish him all the very best on Wednesday morning. Um, if there's one guy that will recover from this, it is himself because he's just uh, a, an unbelievable uh, competitor, wants to win all the time. And in actual fact, age has no barrier with Bonner because his fitness stats are you know, you know off the board. Plus the fact he's a teetotaler. He has no interest in anything else on his sport. And it's one thing that will drive him back on with the support of obviously uh the parishioners and also his club men and county men well said ken yeah i mean i was liking the way he was going as well and liam was using him sort of you know giving him the few minutes each time and and uh start him obviously the first day and then bringing him on and he was saying this is a real championship project so uh tough look to, to patrick and uh but as you see you put couldn't add to anything you've said uh ken um so we wish we wish Bonner the, the very best here from us all um Mark, you're, you're flying it? Yeah. Yeah, happy enough, I'd say. Um, Anthony, you know... No, I don't mean cock, Mark. I, I mean, you had the vaccination yesterday. Like, you were looking okay. <laughs> 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 I could tell you... He's a bit pale up on the right. I, am, I, I, I got the Pfizer jab yesterday. Um, I think you and me qualified for it during the week. Like, you got a Friday, I think, but you're, of course you're over it. You probably had a couple of snaky pints again as out the back over the weekend. Well, I had a couple of glasses of red two... wine just to make sure. I was off yeah. Marty duty, so just to make sure yeah, I... the, the, the vaccine. I got... Did you get the Jensen & Jensen one? No, I got a Pfizer one. And I got the, I, I, I the, I got the old Sir I got the old Sir Farrell one. One shot, bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no need to come back. No, I, I got to go to the, the two girls that were, um, that were dealing with me, they said... Um, Jesus, take off your shot there, will you? I said, Jesus, I didn't get an awful like that in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and, not, and not likely to get another one. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Quite unlikely. But she gave me a I, ticket anyway afterwards, and she said, you hang on to that now. She says, that's the golden ticket to come back for the second jab. So I said, Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory all over again. I tell you, like, but, uh, obviously, Claire, now, Claire, yeah, Claire's is on in the West County Hotel, you know, and like back in, back in our head, they like, it was the Queen's Hotel for the nightclub on Friday night and the West County on a Saturday night. You know, that was the nightclub. And uh, yeah. I made one or two I knew on the, on the queue and the way in, obviously, Ennis being a lot smaller than, than uh, Cork City. like. But uh, aside, anyway, I got my jab done. Lovely girl. I think she was in Galway. I did the thing in a Jansen and Jansen. That's good luck. See you no more now until whatever happens next year. So um, you have to go out in and wait for the 15 minutes crack, right? The 15 minutes, yeah, yeah. That was... That, there, I thought there it was, was just an da- exam, to be honest with it. Yeah, there was Mike Daffy, who I hurled with with Claire, right? Same age as myself, we yeah. were the same year minor. And Paddy O'Connell, who was in my class in Flannins, like, and I says, when's the last time we were here in this room? There was a nightclub going on, like, the whole room erupted <laughs> laughing. Uh, stop, you meet all, all faces. You know, you, you yeah. know that everyone's around your own age. It's some experience, anyway, I tell you that. Um, yeah. but glad to have no, it done. TJ, you, TJ, like you must say. be due, are you? Uh, no. What? I'm a lot younger than you guys. Oh, I, I, I registered, so I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the call right yeah. Um, okay. But but good weekend for the over 50s, Dillo. Oh, yeah. Flaky last night. What a man. 
What a man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I, I didn't think it was a massive shock, I have to say. If I, I thought if there was one man that was going to do it, it was him. And we all remember like Tom Watson, how close he came at 59. Um, mm-hmm. Desperately unlucky. So I, I just thought Mickelson was in great shape. Obviously, we're hearing all about the work he's doing with meditation and, and the whole breeding thing. And I thought he had shown flashes. He hadn't put it together for four rounds, but he had shown lots of flashes in the last year that, that the game was still there. Uh, Jesus, it was some weeks performance, wasn't it? Um, incredible performance. I, and I was saying, I was WhatsApping you guys last night. I thought the scenes with the fans and no mask in sight and everything, it was kind of real hope for the future and for championship maybe in, in two months' time and stuff like that. You know, there may be people questioning when people go back to hurling matches. Well, if the golf was anything to go by last night, I'd say people would be just mad for all when it comes up. I'd say that just you won't be able to keep people away. It was incredible scenes. What surprised me most, Ella, was the fact that he just outdrove Bryson on the 16th. 366 yards. I know wind assisted, but I didn't think that was in the bag. I have a look. He would have that in the bag, teacher, but you see, his drives were going so wayward. He wasn't really taking it out, but I'd say the confidence was so high yesterday. He just said, drill he's so, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's he's been still striking at a mile, like, but it's been going all over the place. Yeah, he's some yoke on a wedge, isn't he? Oh, my God. He's he's don't believe. But, but like, after dropping a shot in the first, and Brooks kept getting to birdie the first, put some swing around, and then he didn't yep. have a great... He, he dropped another shot that he said in the second, but the, the chip out of the bunker on the third straight into the hole, that settled the nerves. And the You're... crowd really got behind him as well. Like, I'd say... That actually upset, I think, Brooks Kepka slightly that the whole no. crowd were behind Matthew, what him. Upset, what upset Brooks him. was you backed him. Like, you'd stop <laughs> trains at the moment. <laughs> you, you'd, 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 knock, you'd knock Ackle, Landers. <laughs> he must have known. He's the only fellow I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Looked like well, it. Well, when I saw him like missing, the, when I saw him missing from 12 inches, I said to myself, oh, it's time to turn it off now and turn on the Sunday yeah. game and watch the football. Ah, yeah. oh. <laughs> I know football first, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to tell you because I knew. Sorry, sorry, Ken. With sports science now, and as you mentioned, the meditation and the psychology of sport, lads, age is only a number, you know. And you, you saw that even with Conal Keeney there, you know, 38, 39 years of age, very reluctant to retire. Actually, he was really reluctant to go. Um, uh, the guys, you know, people. We were saying it was only a young man's game a few years ago, and um, that that uh, guys will be gone by thirty years of age. Now the reverse is happening again; that guys are coming back into the, into the into the mix and into the play. And you see the Dublin footballers, Philly McMahon and Co. I mean, obviously he owns a gym, but they're in extraordinary shape and they're smart. You know, the train smart, and there's so there's so much science there involved nowadays that the players and it's a great thing to see. In actual fact, the players can play on well into their thirties uh, because. People, a lot of players, and particularly in the J world, as you remember, lads, players were written off because once they reached a big trio, oh, Jesus, he's, he's gone over the hill. One yeah. bad game. Yeah. We had bad games in our 20s as well, but it's yeah. just that, when they, oh, yeah, he's gone over the hill. He's 30, sure, he's 31. You know what I mean? And I think it's, it's a great opportunity now that Phil Mickelson has shown that, you know, and right throughout sport, you see it in all professional sports, but particularly in our amateur sport, there's no reason why players... Uh, will stay going and Cluxton, of course, is a huge example of that as well in Dublin. But he, even yeah. on, on the management side of it, Ken, um, there was a massive victory over the weekend for Jim Balger, who's 79 years of age, who trained a 2000 Guineas winner. Um, and TJ and myself would know him pretty well because we were initially on, on the initial match. Remember the Davy Russell and uh, 
Jim Bolger for cancer in Newbridge. Uh, Jesus, TJ, we're going back a few years there now, but Jim Bolger was on one side and Davy Russell was on the other side. What I thought was, um, like, was make, in the era where you have the likes of the Aidan O'Briens and the Joseph O'Briens, that um, Jim Bolger, and he, he bred the winner himself and had first and second at 2,000 guineas over the weekend. And funny enough, the horse is named after, um, the horse's name is Max Sweeney. And he was named after Terence McSweeney. You wrote about that um, uh, day last year. And he just he spoke uh, on Nick Luck on Sunday yesterday about you know what it meant to name in the horse set after the Lord Mayor of Cork in uh, over 101 years ago who went on hunger strike. He was um, he was usually involved in trying to get independence for Ireland at the time and um, was taken and was imprisoned by the British soldiers and he died in, died in Brixton Hospital 101 years ago, but. As he said himself, it, it took me a long time to get a half, and, I, and I, I needed to know, I suppose, that I had one to deliver, and he delivered it in the 2,000 guineas over the weekend. But I just we've always made this point about the, the race and, and about the Holland and the GA and how intertwined it is. Like, the day, remember, TJ, when we went down to Newbridge to play in that match, um, you brought the Lingbrick jerseys, and I think it was the minor jerseys you brought, I know, because <laughs> suddenly there was a problem getting them down over a few fellas, I know, but... Um, like Ronnie Delaney was there, Sean O'Brien was there, uh, Brian Cody was there. Just, just three fellas off the top of my head there. I don't know, TJ, can you remember a few of the other celebrities? Sanya Sullivan was there another year, but it was it was a magnificent situation to have the likes of Russell and um, who's been on the podcast before and Jim Balger to get fellas together. Charlie yeah, Swan, man. another fellow that was there. Now Quinn was there as well, anyway, because I was marking him for a smile away. Just he's, he's, he's huge, but yeah, incredible, <laughs> incredible achievement by Jim. I think he bred. The, the sire as well, um, and the, said the mother. So yeah, so there's hope for you. Yes, Mackie, if you can follow down uh, what Jim Bulger's doing or a quarter of it, you, you will be fine. But incredible, the first prize wasn't too bad, like was it? Incredible achievement. And just for the listeners, is that, that the winner Max Winnie is most likely going to head on to the Derby in Epsom there? I think on Saturday week will be a bit of a price, and I'd say it would be worth because it looks like there's been plenty staying in the pedigree. So anyway. That's probably enough about horses for today, though. <laughs> yeah. Just, just quickly, how's the Queen, Mark? The Queen tore a hamstring over the weekend, Della. She's going to be oh. out for three or four weeks. Yeah, oh. first, first time she's been injured now. So I, oh. I went up to see her yesterday morning and just to check in on her and uh, gave her a bit of a rub in the back of the leg there, and she didn't like it. So she's to be stood in for ten days, and then she'll be doing a bit of easy work after that. But anyway, it's a blessing this guys because the, the weather has been so poor. She'd need good ground. Um, yeah. I don't know if the supporters back for Galway, Dela, would be making out to John to the West. Back back for Belly Brit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there'd be anyone allowed in the track, but there'd be good crowd in the town, Mark. <laughs> yes, yeah, so surely they'll let the owners back. Like, we're the only sport in the moment in Ireland that the owners aren't allowed to go. Like, I mean, in the UK, they opened up since the 17th of May. So I'd be very hopeful that the Irish government will start to realise yeah. that the, the poor old fellas paying foot in the bills. We'll have to get some opportunity to go to a race meeting this year. Yeah, well, when you hear when you hear that TJ Ryan is about to be vaccinated, possibly this week, they are getting down the ears. Like, there's no doubt about that. Absolutely, um, the young the young fellows are coming. Uh, Ken, I was going to go back to you there about sports science. You said, like, I, I wonder how much of a factor is it going to be heading into the next maybe three or four weeks with a lot of resting of players. I'd say before the championship, how are managers going to get to training game time injury free? We saw a little bit of it with Galway. Joe and Dahi Burke being taken off. I, I saw it in the footballers three or four, like Robbie O'Finn has done his hamstring. And even for clubs, that training, like I imagine 
because the fellas will maybe have done a lot of running themselves or maybe distance stuff and maybe some weights and now they're back into maybe quick stuff and sprinting it's definitely going to be a concern heading into the next three or four weeks isn't it without a doubt because you know if you pull a hamstring you know at, at this moment in time uh, you're talking about at least four weeks particularly at the pace these players are going the power of them and the power of their muscles so from that point of view like um you take the situation with the footballers. A lot of footballers went down over the weekend with hamstring issues. Now, obviously, it's a different game to football, uh, to hurling in the fact that, obviously, they're using their legs to, to, to distribute the ball and things like that. And there, there are obviously a lot of tackling uh, involved. Uh, with the hurling situation, as you as you can see, there will be a, a probably a downturn now after the third round because of the fact of uh, important games coming up, games, situations where there'll be handbags at 10 paces. But... I think that's down. That's these um, strength and condition trainers are are definitely implied to uh, tackle that. The management will delegate, obviously, but it's their responsibility. Ultimately, you're looking at your strength and condition trainer. You're looking at your uh, medical people, the physios, particularly, to say, well, what more can we do? And there's tests every night, as you know, lads. Every night to go in, there's you know the springboard tests. There's every the type of test uh, for the lads when they go in to see. Are they fatigued? Are they tired? Like Joe Canning, in actual fact, was cruising through the match. He, he played very well, Joe. At and the next thing, he was gone. He, he went at the water break. We're looking up, where's Joe gone? You know, and he was he was, he was actually rested, as, as you mentioned. Dahi Burke, the Galway guys beside me, he hadn't played a league game, I imagine, since 2018. was his last league game to play with, with Galway. And I think he has five all-stars at this stage. So Dahi definitely looks stale. He needed that match, and I'm sure he'll be thrown into the fray again for another match or two, because that would be probably uh, head against uh, Dahi in the Leinster final in particular last year. His lack of match practice, I think, told against him a little bit. Mm. And he was a little bit rusty even at the weekend, I, th I thought. You know, it's it. Sure, you can't. You need games. Like, that's the bottom line. But just on that division, lads, do you think, like, some, some I'm no disrespect to them at all now. I'm so sorry for the way they were beaten again yesterday with Westmead, who had come off a good game in Waterford from their point of view. But, you think teams in that group are looking at that Westmead game like that? You know, Cork had them yesterday, so Cork knew the break is coming next weekend. That Westmead, with due respect, they were probably going to beat them. We didn't see them scoring seven, whatever, twenty-seven or whatever. But um, that they kind of maybe used that as a chance for a train and block mark. Do you know that they said, right? We've all this week. We should have Westmead. Okay, we'll win that, and we've all the following week and a break and get ready then for our next match, like. Yeah, I, I think Kim Kingston used it to blood a couple of the younger lads um, in particular. I, I looked at the, the Waterford-Westmead game. Waterford rested 12 of their starting 15, kind of your normal. Cork only yeah. rested eight over the weekend or seven. Like They had a formidable backline out yesterday. I felt four of the six backs were out. That if it's given in the middle of the field. and like Even the fact that Hoggy played, and I know he's captain, and he probably wants to play as well, which is a great sign of the player. But like you had Hoggy and you had Luke Bead and you had Alan Cadigan. I suppose the three of them, uh, they probably will be in the following. But we're after unearthing a couple of young fellas, particularly Alan Connolly and Shane Barrett. Um, and I think it was an ideal opportunity to give them a match whereby they may get a bit of confidence from the match. Uh, they wouldn't be looking over to the sideline to see what they're going to be taking off. They're going to miss a couple of games or miss a couple of balls. So I thought it was it was a great position for Kieran Kingston to use that game. But I also think that the game has come just as part of the calendar, Anthony. 
the serious question for Cork is that Robbie Flynn, Shane Kingston and Seamus Hannity are all out with hamstring injuries. So in terms of the block of training, I think they're more inclined to be saying we need to be able to get our best players back in the field. And the biggest issue they'll have going into the Limerick match in a fortnight's time will be who's going to be fit and who's not going to be fit. And it yeah. is a serious question. I suppose there's two more league matches to come up and you only have three three weeks really to the first round of the championship. And that's going to be a concern for any, any management team, whether there's strength and conditioning or backroom or, or players. That three weeks, if a fella gets injured, he's going to be in trouble. So, But they look, lads, I, I don't think you can spare fellas either at the same time because injury is a part of the game. You look at Bonamare there now in particular, and we're all set to see that his, his season is over. Well, like his fitness levels were gone through the roof, and here we are with a with a, with a, with a week with a, with an injury that has got to stop his season. So, you can't protect fellas either at the same time. You can yeah. just manage it. And I suppose, in particular, when you look at the Joe Canning situation, I think he's been managed, and he's had three or four very very bad injuries in the last four, four or five years as well. So, I, I think minding fellas, uh, I would have no problem throwing the young fellas in, none whatsoever, uh, because they they'll recover faster. But the likes of Shami Hannity. I don't know how much more are we going to see in terms of game time. Will we see a half an hour maybe in both matches to come in the last two league matches? But I'd be protecting him as much as I could. But Shane Kingston, I believe he he needs to be in there and playing as many games as possible. So I, I think it what you what you do depends on the player involved and how serious the injury is. It's an yeah. unusual one, Dello. I, I, I do see the question you're asking there. Is I think certain teams will look at certain games where they will look to train through because... Um, in, in a club scenario, anybody has been involved. Like normally, if you would have, let's say, five games in six weeks, your training load would be really, really small. So the opportunity here for guys to get a lot of work into fellas is a very, very small window. So they would have had to look at one or two games and say, right, we'll train through that. But the balance between game time and resting fellas and getting that block of work in, because... The championship is coming very quick here, right? And it's going to be 100 miles an hour with, with, with the pace that we're expecting to ground at summer hurling. So it's definitely a challenge for them. The S&C yeah. guys will be on overload, I would say, for the next four or five weeks. Yeah, and I was only thinking about it there last night, you know, after watching the clear game back. Um, you know, Shane O'Donnell and David Reedy had to pull out kind of last minute with twinges before the Wexford game. And there were huge losses, probably you'd feel, if they were there, clear, clear might have closed out the deal. Um, but then... The right call was made. They were there in their clothes in Cusick Park, and like O'Donnell was brilliant yesterday. Then, like got an unreal goal and set up the, the the very good goal as well for Mac Rogers. So, I think the right calls by the right guys is 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 the crucial thing. And and whereas you look at maybe some other team, like I, I'd say, Ken, in all fairness, the likes of Bubbles, as much game time as you get in team now, and really look sharp on Saturday. Yeah, like I, I would have, I for one would have written off Bubbles. I felt he was totally out of shape last year. He was carrying a chronic hamstring problem. He played against those in the club. He didn't look like he'd ever play again, and he has come back. He's looking great. He's playing well. He's strong in the air. He's contesting the ball in the air. Um, from a tip point of view, and I suppose from every county's point of view, and this is the thing about Waterford lads yesterday, Waterford. Uh, like we're all talking about this twenty-player thing. Oh, you need you need twenty players now, but Waterford have twenty-five at least that can play at that level. They have huge energy levels. I think they're going to be very dangerous uh, from the point of view of the amount of energy they bring to the game. Patrick Curran came in yesterday, absolutely outstanding. We don't we haven't seen much of Patrick Curran. He was a brilliant minor in twenty-one, 
We haven't seen a lot of him. But, yeah, he produced three great points yesterday. And I think from every uh, team's perspective, the, the player that had the bit of confidence, you've got to keep pushing him and making sure that he feels that he has a huge amount to contribute to the, to the game. Then there's other guys trying to get in there and get in and play. And, like, the Cork situation, like, unearthing uh, Mark is wanting, but those Cork players are class players. Even though they lost 21 All-Irelands to tape, you know, and once under 20s, all I have seen those lads, you know, up along, carry doing up along. They're top class players. And it's just to give them that opportunity to get in there, get their nose in there. And now they've got it in there, there's going to be savage competition for places. So I think, it, you know, the all managers, even last weekend gone, have said, right, time to pull him out, take him out for 45 minutes. And it might be even the manager saying that, lads. It could have been the, one of the lads, the conditioning trainer, said, come down and say, Joe looks a bit tired. He's getting leggy. Get him out of there. And I'd say that's that's the advice they're taking from <clears throat> behind him. But there, yeah. There's a set, just to say a tip for a second. There's a settled look coming. Uh, but, you know, Brian had to cry off before the game yesterday on Saturday, did he? Yeah, concussion, yeah. like the same thing. Yeah, on the same. There'll be the there'll be a Hogan in goal, right? It looks yeah, now like the two, goal, the, goal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the two corners are nearly settled. Carl Barrett and Heffernan playing brilliant hurling, like. Party at full, I suppose they're still having a look, but Party will be there. Then Ron and then Jamie Kennedy seems to have shored up six now in the role that they're playing him in. I've I've seen a good bit of tip now twice live and and I'm watching on the TV side. So that's big for Liam Sheedy, isn't it? That the backs are, you know, I know Brian O'Mara's out injured. He could come back into play big time because he had started very well. Um, yeah, well the big bonus, the big bonus now, lads, because I had him obviously. I don't know if you want Party. Um, the big bonus for me is Party playing full back. Um, you had JJ Delaney going back to full back and being an anchor man for, for Kilkenny for a number of years. Uh, but he was a special talent. But Paddy, the key thing about Paddy is, you know, people are saying, can he play full back? But Paddy is actually a full back. He's a natural full back. Because of his displays with his own club in Torres, and obviously when he was out with the county at wing back, he had a tremendous career. But in actual fact, Paddy, you know, was an all star 20 years of age at full back. It'll shore up a bit. We had a huge problem at fullback, lads, because Ronan was playing fullback, you know, 23, 24 years of age, an outstanding hurler at halfback, had to come back in and play fullback to fill a, fill a gap. Now his brother, Paddy, Paddy's probably seen the light here and saying, this is where I'm going to make it now. I've got to get a stranglehold of a position on the team and fullback could be it. So that could be the big bonus. And you have Brendan Maher and Brian McGrath, we can't forget Brian McGrath, who has played very well as well. So the backs were a huge problem last year. Um, we were leaking, 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 but this year there seems to be a you know very solid look about him, all right. Yeah, and amazing when you have three big games like that and let's stake a claim or it looks settled how our mentality changes straight away, Mark. You know, we look at it and say, well, hang on, no, yeah, you know, Barris, Paddy, and, and Barry Heffernan that's as good a full back line yeah. in the country in your play. And, and all serious hurlers and good, strong physical men as well. Like they're, they're, they're exactly what you'd need in a full back line. But I think Ronan, Ronan Maher, I think will, will improve a fair bit as well if we go out to the wing back. So the big, you know, Noel McGrath, I suppose I, I, we discussed this last year that Noel McGrath looked tired in the championship. That was because of the run he had in the club championship and stuff like that. So you'd excuse him. But he looked extremely uh, thin and I suppose fit is what I would say. And that, I suppose goes along with when you're talking about bubbles and you're also talking about Paddy Mayer as well. I think the three of them players in particular have slimmed down an awful lot from last year. Um, interesting enough, putting Noel McGrath back in centre forward 
has been an extra lease of life, I think, to him. And it's amazing that we give things a bit of a change up and stuff like that. That fellas do get a new lease of life. And he was very good at Hartigan on Saturday. But the it was one nice question for me it was nice is, in Saudi. Mark, just before you leave that one. It was nice, yeah. nice, nice competitive battle with Tariq Mannion and himself, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Now, two <laughs> fellas that would have uh, had a respect for each other. Oh, yeah. there was. There was, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but the, the biggest question for me, Ken, is that how come Michael Breen hasn't nailed down the starting slot in the middle of the field? Yeah, and the big question also is um, we had huge problems in the air. And like the Bonner was the one man that was good in the air. We had huge problems in the air. Now, Mikey Breen came in, as you know, last weekend and caught two unbelievable balls and slapped them over the bar, which is which which is Mikey's forte. That's Mikey's type of play, uh, Mark. I suppose that's the, the big question in tip. He hasn't nailed down a place. Um, he has been obviously midfielder in, in two All Ireland wins, by the way. He's still very yeah. young, relatively young, you know, mid 20s, yeah. uh, 25, 26, so, superbly fit, uh, great attitude. But it's his style of play. Like he won an All Ireland minor as a full back. He didn't play at midfield. He played at centre forward. He played at wing forward. Um, I still think he will have a place in the team, Mark. <laughs> Position. He's going to wing forward now, like. But you know what? It kind of reminds me a little bit, like Ken, at the moment where you get this tag of being a super sub. Like any day he has come in for Tipperary, he's made a huge impression. And you're all saying he has to start the next day. And some fellas get that tag, Ken, as well. Like, I mean, Dan McCormick is going to be playing. John McGrath is going to be playing. Bubba is going to play. Noel McGrath is going to be playing. Four. Yes, four of your forwards. Like, Jason Ford. Kellnan, five. What's that, Jason Ford. John McGrath, six. So he, he's not going to be in the he's not going to be in the forward line, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, it's, but that half forward line is the fulcrum of everything because um, whether you like it or not, even in the modern game, and you saw the physicality of Walter Nimerick yesterday, even in the modern game, you need a half forward line that are, are open at him. Niall O'Mara, you know, that are open at him with a bit of pace and a bit of drive and a bit of gusto to go to go at defences. So even though to have forwards that will finish the game and get the scores. And you mentioned Noel at centre forward, you know, because his vision, his vision is unbelievable. But you need grafters in there, you know, you need grafters yeah. in there as well. But that midfield uh, is still wide open, uh, Mark. And like, like, like Tip, Tip have a little bit of soul searching to do. We mentioned 20, 21, 22 players. They have the twenty-two players. What formation? Are you know? Yeah. That's the big question. What, 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 and like, you have Clare yeah. and Walker game under under their belts coming into it yeah. as well. Yeah, I yeah. would expect Paddy Cadell, if he'll go for a hurling, if he'll go for a hurling midfielder, he'll put Paddy Cadell in there, I would say. And I think Michael Breen will compliment him. Yeah, Alan yeah. Flynn has done very well as well, though, in the three matches. Excellent. Like. Yeah. I think Brendan he was a corner back last year, wouldn't he? play midfield as well. Brendan can still play as a midfielder. Like Brendan, Brendan when you mention that. So... Uh, it's 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 to sh it's to get that type of consistency into their play, and that win was hugely important from that point of view. Now, as you mentioned, there there will be an easing back the Westmead game. There will be a chance to give guys obviously opportunities, and that's an important game from there from from everybody's point of view as well. But I I just think uh, overall the strength of the Limericks, the Waterfords. The, the tips particularly the corks coming into play and uh Dalo you mentioned you mentioned Claire and the frustrations that Brian Lowen had just there uh with, with with the whole situation over the week. But the one team that can turn over Watford, in my opinion, could be Claire in that quarter final. 
Yeah, with a full hand to play, I wouldn't rule that out, Ken. Yeah, but I, I was very impressed with Waterford, now I have to say. But Shane O'Neill wouldn't be too worried, TJ. He had a big win in Salt Hill the previous week. Kind of a statement win, if you like, against Limerick. That he needed to probably do going on Galway's results against Limerick. Um, so he wouldn't be too... He made a good raft of changes as well for Turles. So it, I, and there wasn't much in it bar the two goals, really. A lot of wides in the game. But I thought it was the best league game so far, I have to say. Yeah, and like you can clearly see Galway, what, what Ken was saying there, is a very strong panel. And I think like for maybe the, the pack, I think the pack is definitely closing. That's probably one of the things we might have changed our mind on between the start of this league and, and where we are now, right? Um, like you can clearly see the other teams are trying to build their 21-22. I'd say John Kiley has a fair idea. I don't think anything significant has changed in terms of his first 15. I don't think that any of us be too surprised with the, with the team. Like, Tip getting that balance right up front, Ken's right with the options that they have. It's just getting that balance in the six right. Cork would be the same, Mark. There are new players there. Again, getting that six, that's a challenge for them. Galway and Limerick are probably a little bit different. Let's say you probably could have a fair stab at the Galway team. No, they'll all say that they'll play a championship. Um, but definitely, I think for Galway and Waterford to get a win over Limerick, given the results over the last year or two, I think is a big fill up for their camp. And it's amazing in sport, isn't it? Where Limerick hadn't been beaten in so long, and then just two defeats coming in a row, like so. It's just, and all of a sudden, I suppose we're all aware, like in, in, in dressing rooms, that when a team gets beaten, like it definitely changes the psychology. No matter how tuned in or tuned out you are, like your psychology changes when a team is beaten. You think they're there for the take, and so yeah. From Limerick's point of view, I think I don't think the performance was brutal yesterday. I think they're sending off a big effect in the game. I think that if he hadn't, Shane Fanning hadn't been sent off, would Limerick have won? They may have. The wind was huge, as we well know. The, the one concerning thing for me with Limerick over the three games would be the number of points they're scoring from play at Delo as opposed to their previous form. That's definitely a little bit of a concern. Um, yeah, we haven't had a full forward line out and Gerald Hegarty and Tom Morrissey haven't been on the same team. And I suppose you're kind of hoping that that'll come right. But just the, 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 the fluidity and maybe the opposition probably need credit and they've killed a lot of space and they've set up that a little bit different so they seem to be able to know how to how to to beat Limerick and Limerick aren't scoring goals either, which we well, we're obviously familiar with. So they're, they're, they're the challenges are there for Limerick. But um on that teach um, we talk about Warford as well, because I think look that was real so show of strength yesterday and Ken is right on that. But Limerick like is there a bit of a target on their back in some ways? And and is there would you be any bit worried, let's say there'd be a bit of talk going around about there was a lot of talk up to this weekend about they were conceding an awful lot of freeze. Then your two Limerick men didn't finish the match yesterday. Like, is there? Like, I can nearly relate to some of this in my own head. Like back to '98 when we won our, you know, we won the second one in '97, and we were probably favour Reds and favourites maybe going in in '98. And so much stuff went on in '98 um, that John Kiley really needs to manage it now. No better men. Like I even said that to you on the page. Like last night, I, I don't. I think John will come up with the goods and and, and will manage this and. We'll settle everything, and uh, we're just a few lads struggling for a bit of form at the moment. Maybe Keane, maybe Tom Morrissey will be the one I would say maybe struggling to find his rhythm a little bit. Now, I would have no doubt come to Cork game in the championship. These guys with 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 that maybe half forward line, but maybe who's to say Kyle Hayes might might land up again in the half forward line? I'm saying it all year, and I I still wouldn't be surprised with with the likes of Barry Nash being a huge, obviously option. Richie English has played all the games. Do you know, like, Limerick have so many options back there. Would they 
would they go back to Kyle at 11 and, 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 and what a half forward line you'd have then? But would you be any bit worried like with the side shows and the little bit of needle that's in nearly every game they're involved in? But that's because you are the standard bearer now. Yeah, I, I, I take your points and I think that there would be there'd be some degree um, of concern in terms of as such a the lack of scores from play number one and the way the opposition teams are setting up. I suppose, and even looking forward to the next game, right, are we, are we looking at a very much a, a shadow game between Limerick and Cork? What kind of a team are Cork going to put out? What kind of a lead? Limerick certainly won't want to lose three in a row, but then the bigger prize is coming in, in, in four weeks later. There's a, there'll be a little bit of a concern. Uh, teams are getting to know them. There is a target on their back for sure. And I suppose like Keane seems to be very much the man that's kind of getting the man marking. Uh, and I suppose teams are aware that they kind of, like he's very much the real link in that middle third, that when he's basically on his game and when he's on the ball and making passes, he does seem to be able to make a difference with teams. So I, I, I will go along with you, Dela. I, I, I do think it's there. I, I, I think that, um, and I also think the other teams are closing. I think, I think the pack is closing. The one thing that surprised me is I see the, the, the bookies haven't changed the overall odds in terms of all Ireland, so they still have the, the, the Limerick is short enough price favourites. Um, <coughs> but let, let's see what happens. Like the league yeah. is probably it's turning out the way we can afford Castello, is it? Yeah, I think it's getting better every week. Though, I think you know we, there'll be less less controversy about freeze now this weekend, and, and maybe refs getting into their rhythm as well. Warford, yeah. Tig is out for the year, Mark. Tig the Burka, Billy Nolan seems yeah. to be doing a fine job in goal, going by yesterday. In fairness to him, but Ozzy back yeah. to number six yesterday. Statement again from Cahill, and I thought he had a great game there, and I have to say, yeah. and all around him played well. Aaron Daly played very well, and and um, yeah, what you call him, sorry, Calum, storming storm yeah. game, storming yeah, yeah. game, going up and down yeah. the field. Well, the first, the first thing I'd say to you, 1990, I was a minor, right, it's a long time ago, and Dennis Collin was in charge of the team, and we drew Waterford in the first round of the minor championship. And his first training session, he said, lads. You're going down to play Waterford in the minor first round, and it's a graveyard for Cork teams. And I said to you this before the match started yesterday, that Welsh Park is a graveyard, right, for Cork teams, and all teams, in my opinion. Whatever it is about that, about Welsh Park, Waterford play six or seven points a better team down in Welsh Park. And imagine if you had the crowd there yesterday, they would have been in and top of... The, so what, I, what you saw at the end of the game and a bit of a shamazzle that was there... That was no surprise because there's, it's a very, very tight pitch for Waterford play excellent there. Now, I suppose coming back to the overall situation about Ozzy playing centre-back, I mean, what an adaptable player that you have and it shows the class of the player that he can spend the season up front last year and be outstanding there. Had started the league there as well this year and was very good, got five points the last day. Oh, Shane McGrath said he was the best man in the pitch with the last time he saw him. And then to go back centre-back, uh, and play extremely well and just can't get over his physical presence and his hurling ability left and right and I think he gives that Waterford team in particular a huge platform because he's two excellent wing backs Caleb Lyons is outstanding he was a find of the season last year and the young lad of the dailies now just just to diverge a little bit he could be in a spot of honor after what we saw on television last night a little bit like Dermot Burns we mentioned this about you know um, the the we said the CCC taking up issues that referees haven't dealt with. And Dermot Burns got a, a one-match suspension yesterday. And it wouldn't surprise me now if Earl Daly comes under the, the watch 
of the CCC or of, of the little kick that he gave to, I think it was Kyle Hayes. He might have, um, he might have given it to. So, but like in terms of Austin Gleeson, yeah, he got a yellow. He did. He got a yellow. It's dealt with so. And Kyle got a yellow. No, I, I, and I'd did say he get Kyle a second yellow, Ken? Yeah, Kyle was two yellows. Yeah, yeah. Because so okay. that, that, that wasn't clarified anywhere now. I couldn't see whether he got a second yellow in the red. So that's okay. So he'll be back. He'll be back the next like, Neither would like to see that incident brought up again, I'd say. Uh, yeah. You know, I think two yellows in the in the situation was the fairest thing to do. Um, yeah. But Daly is lucky. Daly is lucky he got a yellow. Because I think if, yeah. he, if, okay. if, he, if he didn't get a sanction, he'd be in a bit of bother. I think he would. Be, I think he'd probably get a one-match suspension. But it was a big call by Liam Cahill. But I think in the particular game that it is, and I, I agree with you. I think Limerick is everybody's target right now. They're the Munster All Ireland champions, league champions. Any team to say, look, do you know what? If we want to test our team, let's test them again. And that's our total respect for this current Limerick team. But like I have no doubt, come around the champion. There's two. There's two big things for me now. The Cork League game is the next one up for Limerick. So what are Cork and Limerick going to do for that game is the first thing. Because they're going both playing championship against each other three weeks afterwards. So that is a big, big question the management teams have got to get right. Limerick don't need to win the league. Probably Cork probably do need to win the league or certainly get to the latter stages. And they're still finding out about some of the lads. And as I've already mentioned, injury is going to play a big part. I think in Cox makeup, and particularly the likes of Owen Cadigan, he needs more game time, but he, he suffers from a lot of injuries. Seamus Hanley suffers a lot of injuries as well. So there's going to be a bit of shadow boxing still there to come, I'd say, but there's going to be a couple of real tasty, interesting matches to come. Yeah. And can, like, with Shane Bennett coming back, with Kieran Bennett being flexible as to playing wing back, wing forward, like, very effective wing forward, with Jack Prendergast, with Desi Hutchinson. They probably have enough up there on balance to leave Ozzy centre back and play him centre back. He'll score for you at centre back as well, won't he? Well, that's the thing about it. Like, um, uh, Ozzy is a natural centre back. I saw him there as a minor at centre back, as a 21 at centre back. He had a huge game against Tip in a 21 final. And uh, he's an outstanding player reading the game, reading the ball, uh, free taker, line ball expert, you name it. I think. What you mentioned in your last uh, word there was he could score from centre-back as well. And I think Waterford, this Waterford team are a little bit different to the Waterford teams of, of the past in the fact that they're playing a lot smarter. I mean, Shane Bennett went back to take the... Or Steve Bennett went back to take the, the free and he just slapped it across to Gleeson straight in front of the goals, but yet 100 yards out and over the bar. So... Um, if you lose your best player, Tygo de Burke, without doubt, was Waterford's best player last year. If you lose the best player, you have to replace him with something of like. And Austin Gleeson fits that bill in a huge way. I think he's going to be just as effective at centre forward as, or sorry, centre back as a centre forward. He's a marked man at centre forward, as you well know. He takes a bit of punishment. He played it fully, played at centre. It took a long time for Liam to get the best out of him. He was replaced in matches. Obviously, at centre back, you're going to be a 70 minute player. Unless you're on, you're unfortunate enough to get injured, injured or something like that. So I think it's a no-brainer. I think Gleason has got to go at centre back. I think it solidifies the whole back line. He's a presence there, huge figure, and the amount of ball he can distribute, and eventually, of course, from place balls and play, he can score. I think if he can, 
obviously Liam Cahill and Mikey Beavins will be working on him to discipline himself to play at that level, to you know, to play in the hole, which Declan Hannon and these great centre backs all do very well. Mm, he's great. Like Prunty, Prunty was outstanding at full back as well, TJ. He? he was very good. But just to, to harper on Ken's point, like Ozzy has that vision in his locker, right? So the 70, 80 yard passes where he flicks him literally left and right, like that is there. When he, when you give him time in the ball, like in that quarterback role, he could be very, very dangerous. Um Two things for me there, right? Mark, I told you before about those good hurlers like Paddy Mara going back full back and Ozzy going back centre back. Good hurlers can play anyway, Mark. Don't, don't ever worry about that. Right? <laughs> Della, De- 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 One for you, Della. In your prime, right? In your prime a week back, right? What would you do with someone like Jack Fagan coming in there and being forward? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, I was just going to say it. It was some leap over Kyle's head. And didn't finish down top of it, like, Jeez, he's a monster, like, isn't he? Oh, I just said he'd be better Brilliant. off looking, looking for someone like Mick Lyons to jump with him. Even the one in the first half, he caught a Super Bowl. Well, like, he, like, yeah, like have, yeah. yeah, but like, they have some bodies for the crash zone now, lads. Everyone, everyone talks about that middle eight, like, I mean, the aggression that hurled with yesterday, like, likes of Kieran Bennett, Jack Fagan coming out into that, and Barron was as aggressive yesterday as I've seen him, like, really up for it. And with, with Ozzy then going into the middle of the, that, that last line of, of three, Jesus, they have, they have some men because uh, Lyons is bombing up the field. Dara Lyons is a, a Duracell bunny. Um, Irla Daly is not shy in any way. <laughs> they have some men now for that crash zone. Liam Cannon's strength is getting the best out of his players. And he will test your metal. He will test you and say, have you got it in you? Have you got it in the tank? And he did that with Austin Gleeson last year. Now, the big worry, of course, with Austin is that he actually has too, too good a strike. Like the Burker comes out and he strikes it left, he strikes it right. Brilliant ball for the Bennett's and Co. up front. Whereas Ozzy sometimes will go for this big bomber that will go 10 yards wide or go over the bear for a monstrous point. But the, the key thing with Cahill is to stencil that in the right direction that he gets the best of him. And Liam Strinch is getting the best of all those players, including the Jack Fagans who came down from meat. And, and of course, when you come into a, a different county, you're, you're always questioned. But he has made his mark in a big way. So I think they have strength all over, but their energy, Jamie Barron and Co. driving forward in numbers, they can get back, they can go forward. They're going to have a huge say, in my opinion, in the championship. Yeah. And those goals on their mind too, Dello, which you'd like to see in a team under like early doors, they created a couple of half goal chances. And there in the second half, maybe people would have been cursing Stephen Bennett. I know I can hit the upright, but they were two points down. And he kind of half went for the goal, and he hit the bar or hit the, the upright and kept back. And Limerick, Limerick went back Limerick up. Went up yeah, yeah Daryl mm-hmm. Donovan. But I'm just saying it was there. Like that's again the confidence that's there in the forwards. And yeah, they have a lot of players, no doubt. And as I said, when it comes down to it, there'll be a fair first 15 there too. Yeah, you'll be saying early on the game, like that Nicky Quaid was nearly Limerick's best player in terms of coming off his line, handling. Do you know, he was very prominent. That's a good sign of where, as you said, the Watford were looking for the green flags. They were, like I said, in the breeze, like from the TV, the breeze seemed exceptionally strong and like the running in the first half, the energy was there. Um, yeah, Nicky got frustrated once or twice too with maybe, the, was it the lack of movement in the Limerick formula or was it the kind of way that Waterford covered its space? So as it, it's, it's, it's a part of everything. Maybe Limerick not being at the pitch and then other teams just get that little bit smarter. So a bit of everything. As Mark mentioned, with all due respect, the, you know, the, the confines of Walsh Park and I fed goalkeeper down there. There's not too much to look out at. It's 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 just totally, totally uh, blotted out with players all over the place. Whereas 
it's, when you go into the stadium or Corky Keeve or Gaelic Grounds, you have a lot more green grass to look at where Nicky would find that space. Tissing is easy below in Walsh Park. Yeah. Actually, on that, Ken, right, yesterday, I watched a bit of the football match. Believe it or not, I watched a small bit of the football match. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the camera showed the kick out three or four times right, where you could get a good view of the options that were available for the keeper, right? But they don't tend to do it in the hurling at all. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, behind, the, behind the keeper. Yeah, well, you could definitely see it there a couple of times when, they, when the footballers were kicking the ball out. You could see the movement and you could see clearly what was ahead of him. But I didn't get to see it, we'll say, anytime behind any keeper in the hurling. You can see what he's kind of looking at. Okay, we'll get all that sucked for the championship for you. I was doing core commentary uh, last week and I was trying to fill you in on where fellas were. But I tell you, I was just confused sitting in the ground. Watching us with your canning beside me as you were at home because no one was no one was staying no one was staying where they were meant to stay. It's very hard to describe it. <laughs> but come here, you must we must compliment TG Cahar and the way they can uh, replay some of the incidents while the live match is going on. So they have extra cameras that are there. What was your view on the sending off of Shami Flanagan, Dale? I'm sorry if I cut if I've taken your question from you there. No, no, no. It's no. You're right about the little replays that are in little in the in screen. Yeah. Sometimes they show them done and the action is just getting exciting and you're saying, get that, you know, know. Get that joke off. But anyway, yeah, yeah the shamey thing, like, look, at the only angle we got on it was that low down sideline one, really, wasn't it? With them in the distance. It looked as if mm. they flicked each other and then he flicked up. That's where you could see and, and, and Conor Gleeson went down then. And I suppose uh, Paul O'Dwyer had no clue what went on when he went down into his umpire and the umpire obviously said that he struck so... He was straight off. Yeah, but I mean, like, I couldn't. But I just two. There was two of the. There was like, and we were always, you know, happened on about the linesmen and the umpires, and we got to compliment the guys now because uh, the young from Galway was sent off as well for the incident with Cahill Barrett as well off the ball as well. So there's been a lot of these incidents that are actually happening off of the ball, and we're we're always. I want to say we we don't really criticize people or the the, the officials only when they deserve it, but. Um, the umpires are becoming a way more active, lads. And I mean, from a player's perspective, they're going to be like any time you raise a hurley to a player, you're in trouble, whatever way. If you give a fella a belt of a shoulder or an elbow or something like that, you you more often that you. But the minute you raise a hurley or give a fella a poke, you're in some trouble. Like I mean, I just I just I don't understand what what players are acting like, you know. Joining us today, Mac, is the level of holding, and, and, and it's happening in all teams, right? You're looking for the forwards to be moving. You're going to get that bit of coming together, and, and it's going to happen. I, I suppose I, I go back to my own days as a fullback. If like something like that happened to me, you know, I'd be kind of saying to the ref, "All right, give me a little, leave him there. I look after." Him. <laughs> 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 you, you were as bad as wing forward. I know some people. I know reading social media last night. Or maybe we should leave it off tonight before we're coming on this because there's all sorts of ideas on it. It's just blatant back your own and argue. And there were suggestions that fellas yeah. were going down very heavy from flicks and that kind of thing, but. I suppose if you stay on your bloody feet, you're not going to get a free even, all right? I don't know. In that would situation, they, like, look, can, if, Conor, if Conor Gleeson stood, the umpire wouldn't, would have said nothing happened, really, I suppose. I don't know. Correct. Absolutely. But the interesting thing is that the, the Cahill Barrett incident um, with the Galway player is that it looked like the Cahill was after doing a bit of the schmazzling and the men get the red card. So yeah, it's there it's was obviously happen, something like. happened before that, uh, you know, but no, 
Kyle comes over to the uh, the radar a bit too often anyway. So, but like in this situation anyway, Ken, he certainly didn't go into the referee's notebook. Yeah, Delo, can I just give a shout out to Mackie Quinlan there? Good to see you guys playing, man. Yeah. Uh, very solid. Hold very solid, yeah. Great, great. That was his debut yesterday, wing back for, for Limerick. So, Mackie would be Galbally country, obviously, um, kind of more football land, same places where John Kiley came from. So, um, it's great that we have a presence back there. And um, at home, Mackie's father had a bit of an accident in the farm there recently. He got trapped underneath a tree and he's recovering well at home. So, I give a shout out to Mackie's father, Tom, there, who's, who's doing well. He's chairman of the club in Galbally. But I thought Mackie had a solid game. It's great that he's there. He hasn't heard much underage for Limerick because he would have been more involved in the, in, the, in the football academies but certainly one to look out for in the future so good start for him yesterday yeah very athletic very very strong you could see that that SNC has been you done, could, you know, yeah. Like, yeah he was calm he was calm in the, on the ball as well though that's what I liked he was calm there was, yeah. there was a presence about him you know for a for, fellow making his debut uh, yeah look I'm bubbling up savage I bought the, I bought the Dublin Antrim game uh, Saturday afternoon um, like the look of Dublin I'd have to say, you no, know, was Parnell, and of course they're they're good there, and and uh, I felt I felt as well now from an Antrim point of view when I see, see Darren's interviews afterwards, probably the third week in a row going to the well, like great win against Clare, probably seized on a chance that presented itself, then went down to Kilkenny and scored three sixteen, you know, and fought right to the bitter end, and I just thought they looked a bit flat footed, but from a Dublin point of view, like I thought Owen O'Donnell gave an exhibition again at full back. Marked up big Donald Lugent there from, from the city. You know, he just couldn't win a ball with him taking off at half time. And um, Rush at six for me was nearly back to his form of six or seven years ago. Um, he really looked mobile and they really like a bit like Tip, I mentioned earlier. There seems to be a settled back line now developing, whereas where you, where you know you're going to have O'Donnell and Rush, um, you're probably going to have Keno Callahan. Sean Morn, Dara Gray as the other wing back, and a fight for the other corner, probably between Paddy Smith and James Madden. And that's a nice place for Matty Kenny Ken to be in, facing into the championship. I know one or two issues up front, but nice to have your six backs and your maybe your midfield fairly solid in your head. Yeah, he's a real hurling man, Matty, as you know. Like he's a he's a Galway man and he's been through it himself and played a long time himself. And you can see where he's coming from with his success in Kula. He's now uh, beginning to say to himself, "I've got to put a team here together that, you know, this is this is no non-forgiving territory now for Matty uh, at this stage because he knows now, you know, all the honeymoon periods have, have been exhausted. He needs to make a mark this year. Um, something like what Mark mentioned about Walsh Park, you know, you you were there yourself. Parnell is a bit of a fortress for for Dublin. They're very good in Parnell Park. I'd be a big fan of Rush at, at centre back." Obviously, Ola Donald has proved himself. Uh, the halfback then has got to be the hallmark of their team. Chris Cormie is, you know, obviously, you know, sacrificing himself for the team by playing at, you know, up front at 11 and at 12. Um, the key thing is the finishing power. The finishing power to have from 13 to 15 particularly. Paul Ryan, you know, I'm sure he, you're often <laughs> fit to kill him, but Paul Ryan contributed yeah. hugely to Dublin in the scoring stakes. He was an opportunist. He knew where the net was. He knew how to score a goal. And from that perspective, Trollier, you know, was always a goal getter. And it hasn't been happening for him up to now. Uh, eventually, like young Roland Hayes, I saw him playing with UCD. He's a good player. He's a good, strong player. He's getting more confident all the time. He's a bit of power about him. Um, I suppose yourself, Dale, you know, we'd have to ask, 
have the have the have the have the, have the strength and depth to get to get there. Yeah, I, I would have said maybe tidy enough up front, Ken, but a few bits, as you said, like if, if Trollier could click into form and he got about three goal chances, like and, and didn't get any of them really, like and he he could click in running Hayes looked sharp all through now. I would say he just needs to be a bit more consistent. Um, you know, there is that that David Keogh on the corner, like speed, like geez, incredible speed. Yeah, there could be like a dangerous game. I presume they'd be able to take Antrim again in the championship, but you couldn't take that for granted now with Antrim. Is that Croker? You know, is that Croker lads? That'll be I think all the Leinster games are going to be Croker again, Ken. So yeah, yeah, like you'd imagine they'd be able to open them up there, but like I wouldn't say for sure. But if they do get over it, it could be a dangerous enough game for Galway. Galway coming in that big cold. Now nobody's going to come in that big cold this year because of the proximity to the league games. Um so we, obviously, you wouldn't fancy them to beat Galway from where we're looking at now with the way Galway are going, but they've settled well. They're probably very close to beating Kilkenny the first day. Conceded the goal. If they got the goal, they could be top of that group now. You know, but they've come back with two good wins and it's been interesting on declaring themselves the next day. Um, obviously, Antrim and Leash will be a huge game. Yeah, Rush is a huge plus. Rush is oh, a yeah. huge plus. You know, yeah, um, very strong now, very strong. Like, and and more by looking and speedy back in. I that's what I, I thought now. Remember, he's really trimmed down. And Rushy sometimes he could do the gym too much, do you know. And he's 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 kind of cutting himself, but he really looks there's all speed work. I'd say they've been working on and what he has been working on during the lockdown. Um, stats are impressive, yeah, the stats are impressive enough too, like 21 points from play. And then the last yeah. day, it was against Leash, 15 points from play. Like, so there's a lot of things going in their favor, and those couple of wins. Like they make training that bit easier, that bit buzzier, and you know, many fellas would be mad to get on the team now and stuff like so. Yeah, I would say plenty of positives. I said Matty would be happy where he has him right now. Yeah, especially with Claire going to Parnell now the next day. Like that's that's two week break now, and then that's a real target for both teams, isn't it? Like whoever Is... wins that one will, will be kind of buzzing a bit. You know, Claire will have to Kenny come to us for the last one, but then he wouldn't want to be going up and being flat now in Parnell. Do you know, because Dublin win that, they are buzzing. And, that's, that, and it's kind of a big game in the context of the group and the season for both teams. Clare obviously desperately needed the win, lads. Uh, and in fairness, Tony Kelly got a, got a bad old... Um, it is. A bad old uh, dead leg against Wexford. Now, it was a sore one. You could see where Rory Connor came in to tackle him and the, the knee hit the tie. Like, and, you know, we, can, we can nearly all feel it when we were watching it, you know. Uh, so he wasn't going to be back, I figure. But it was a good... I think it was a good win. We just needed a win. You could sense the bit of pressure. Normally, lads, you'd be going up playing leash. You honestly wouldn't feel under pressure, but you'd be wary with cheddar and everything. You know, yeah. no, no complacency here. We'd be caught, but there was real pressure around the county to get a result. So, I paid the fiver, Nello. Yeah. I was going to say, I paid the fiver to watch Clare and Wexford um, and yeah. run co commentary. In fairness, you did the best you could for me, no doubt. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, like, it was a, that was an amazing result. Like I watched the full game, right? And like for what fifty odd minutes, just clear. Like you, you would have said it was near the perfect performance. Um, yeah. They looked like they were going to go on and win the game. Like how much of a bearing did the sending off versus Clare not finishing strong? What, what, what was what, was there, was there maybe a connection between the two? I don't know, but it was just like at fifty five minutes, it was impossible to see Wexford win that game. Yeah, it was and. I just thought some of the... I, I think if you look at it this way, what we were missing, right? Straight away, you were forced into replace Reedy, uh, or re replace O'Donnell, Kelly going off early, right? So, your three of them had to... No, right, then you look at it. Ian Galvin has had a, ter 
a horrid year last year with injuries. Just couldn't get right the body right ending. Made no contribution at all and he pulled out of the panel for finish. He's back, but he had very little game time now. He played really well though for 50, 55 minutes, but he was gassed. Paddy Fitzpatrick, who wouldn't have oh Paddy's not a young lad like, but Paddy was doing a great man market job around the middle of the field. Just ran out of gas as well, I think. And I think we just were flagging. We had the two young lads up front, young young Meehan and Rogers. Wexford started to get the work, the running game overlapping, going. Shannor had been Shannor had been brilliant, TJ. Up to you know, and he, he just I suppose we couldn't get up the ball to him, we couldn't get the support. And I thought to myself, if Wexford get a goal here, we're in huge trouble. And sure, not alone did they get one, but they got two. But still, still obviously Claire had back to level. Yeah, three minutes into injury time, a silly uh, poor old Ryan Taylor. I won't, I won't blame him, which was a corner forwards tackle over the corner, and, and I suppose Rory, Rory did did the business. And Roy O'Connor to me was was Wexford's standout man, wasn't he? In terms of running with the ball, and if you got it to him, um, he, he was crucial. But look, John Conlon, they seem to be persistent with John Conlon anyway, even though huge talk about it around here. That's three games now, so it'll be it'll be really interesting. I think if you see John Conlon wearing six against Dublin. We're sticking with it, Barry. Something drastically goes yeah. wrong. And Have you an alternative six, Anthony? Have you an alternative six? Well, David McInerney will be back. I think now, kind of had a bad tie strain, nearly fit for yesterday, but wasn't risked. So Davy Mack will be back. So what? But I, I don't. I see maybe him going, maybe wing or corner, even you know. Um, set. I think they're settling on Cleary at three. Rory Hayes is a definite hurling really well. Dermot Ryan, brilliant. Now he's been our man of the league, like Dermot Ryan. And if they settle on Conlon, then you have Davy Mack coming in. Um, do you know what? Cotton Long could go back wing back. Ed McCarthy could go back wing back. Um, Jack, Jack, there's no demand that could change things a bit for Clare. Uh, no, got 15 minutes into the body yesterday, and seemingly he needs to build it up that way, like that he will play again now in two weeks' time. Hopefully, a half a game, and like it's a, it's a long injury that he had never quite got right from. But if we get him right, Jesus, he'd be some addition. You know, going face into Waterford anyway, and we talked about Waterford's middle eight. Like Galvin is a crash mm. barrier man in there with Kelly, you know, with, with that kind of uh, Colin Malone type fellas. You need them in there to take on that Waterford middle eight anyway, certainly with the likes of Ozzy and, and Fagan and these fellas we spoke about. So look, it's just important to get the win, I think. And, and there's a bit of breeding space now for Brian and the lads. Obviously, lads, there's a fair bit of old controversy, you know, and I kind of wrote about it today as well. Look, I, I just found it unbelievable, like this. Wexford come up for a league game, TJ. You you paid the five for it. I was there. Um, they stay in the Strand Hotel in Limerick night four. Sensible venue for Innes. We all know that easy easy trip in the morning. And like how two Clare lads got texts to say you're a close contact. Like one of those Clare lads, lads, he was on the field the same time as one of those Waterford positive lads for 19 minutes, and that includes the water break, right? Because he was taken off. And the Waterford lad or the Wexford lad had come on. Apologies if I said if I said Waterford. The Wexford lad had come on, and I think he went back through the video just to see where he could have been a close contact. And I think they had one tackle, and the, the Wexford sub was involved in about three tackles with one other clear player. You know this kind of thing. And this guy gets a text like self-employed guy, you know, out working. The other lad's a student. Luckily, it wasn't this week's game. He'd be under pressure for his leaving. So maybe some arrangement might be happening. But like you know. I, 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 for me, as Brian said, like you could see the, the the madness in Brian Lohan last night, like that he was very, very upset. And as he mentioned, like surely guys out in a pitch 
open air. There's been no cases shown from playing games. It's a casual contact out there. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a close, that's not a close contact in all my research of that. It's definitely not a close contact. You're in open air. As you mentioned, 15 to 19 minutes. They come in contact at one in one instance for a split second. Um, I don't know where that was going, uh, mentioning him as a close contact. I don't know what that was all about. But that has got to be cleared up because it's smacked of, of, of something that I, I, you know, I don't appreciate. Uh, you know, and I can see where Brian Nolan's frustration totally was coming from there that two of his players were ruled out because <coughs> of, of, of that, you know. And in fairness to HSE, once it was mentioned as a close contact, they couldn't. No, no, they were in the system, then they have to do their job. That's it. It's a difficult one to understand, Dello, when, when you try to get your head around it, how in all the scene, and like we've seen the picture of the team huddle and. Just the two clear players were mentioned. It's 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 a, it's a bonker story. Like I know there's one or two statements out there this morning, and the finger will continue to be pointed. Like I don't, uh, I, I just, I, it just doesn't make any sense how it just happened to be two no. clear players. No, no sense. No, no. I just look, yeah. and how how any two could be picked out of the clear lads. You know, like why him and him? Like I, it doesn't add up at all. Like, and I think Wexford released a statement contradicting Brian Lawrence. They said that nobody from the Wexford group uh, singled out anybody. Which are, look, at we had COVID here in this house last year and we were close contacts. I was a close contact at the Miss Boat Ireland semi finals and sit here at home watching them and I gagging to be at them. And that's the system. Once, and as I said, once you're in the system, there's no coming down from it. There's no yeah. coming. The, the HSE have a job to do. We, like, but like, I look at I think it sets a dangerous precedent as with our club games coming back, as I said couple of weeks time like where where does this fist and you can imagine, yeah you can imagine the local rivalries and club club rivalry is more intense than county and fellas are a bit more little bit more bitter you know and and then i'll say i shag that delo he feckin give me a slap the other day and i i was close contact with delo you know i mean that's i mean that's that's not in the game that's not not sporting in in any sense you know yeah, and then things are beginning to open up as well, Ken, because like, I know that the first round of the county leagues, the football thing's on that week, the Hurland following week, I know in Galway, the first rounds are on that week. But like, I'm opening my pub here. We have a lot of work going on down there at the moment, getting ready to open outdoor on the 7th with a kind of a covered, new covered area in Morty's. And, and like you are saying, like, that's going to coincide with first round of the O'Gorman Cup or the Cusa Cup, as they call it, the football leagues in Clare. And lads coming back to my place maybe to have a drink on the bank holiday Monday. Outdoor, one meter apart, with six can sit at a table. You're saying, where is this all going to go here? Like, I, I, for me, how there could be a close contact on the clear side from like, and I even asked the question of a couple of people: Would those lads have been in college with those lads, and would they have stood in the corridor in Cusie Park, or the, or the you know the where you come out from the dressing rooms there, the open air, and would they have stood chatting, or even Larry suggested would there be a jersey swapped or something? But no. <laughs> no figure out, no contact, no chats, nothing like so. For me, it was just yeah. incredible stuff. And huge, um, but how how yeah. how some of the Wexford players couldn't be nominated, Anthony, is a bit strange as well because those lads were in a huddle together, as you mentioned today in the paper, and they've been training together as well during the week. So that makes no sense whatsoever. But I think there's a tweet out from John Fogarty there now. That the Wexford chairman Michael Martin describes Brian Lawrence claims that Wexford players nominated clear players as close contacts as outrageous, and he's calling for Brian Lawrence to retract his statement. But who no, nominated this? him? Who nominated him? Well, sure, 
look, I, look, this is the whole, this is what we're trying to get to the bottom of. And I, I think the lads in the Sunday game kind of mentioned it last night that Crow Park will have to, like, it's not Crow Park's responsibility on the, on the COVID side, but it certainly is Crow Park's uh, permit, I would say, to, to be talking to the Wexford County Board today and to be talking to the Clare County Board and say, right, lads, let's get to the bottom of this and let's see how did these two Clare players get nominated. Mark, that's a ridiculous statement. From the, it's a ridiculous statement from the chairman, though, because the two guys were positive by Tuesday. They're the guys then that have to nominate their close contacts. Obviously, the two clear lads are oblivious to all this. They've no notion that there's COVID in the Wexford camp whatsoever, right? And then Wexford subsequently have a third case, so the Kilkenny game is called off, or they're seeking a postponement, which is unlikely. Maybe I don't know. But what yeah, Lohan's, Lohan's claim, so the two clear boys were nominated, right, as close they contacts. They just got texts they, from the HSE. If, if the Wexford chairman is claiming that he's, well, that was outrageous to say that the Wexford boys nominated him, well, if they didn't nominate him, who nominated him? <laughs> well, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up at all. What I was going to say about COVID was, like, no fear that Davy and Lohan passed it to each other anyway, Delo, so they wouldn't. <laughs> no, so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, like, you know, it's just, uh, lads, I, it's the two players I feel for, like, you know, they had to go off and get tested. No uh, no uh, went straight to a testing yeah. centre, one of them, and one fellow, as soon as he's been a worker, study allowed him to get, and, and negative straight away, sure, but still 10 days, sorry, 10 days, knock yourself away there. It's just, uh, for me, it is unbelievable, uncanny, don't know, think Crow Park must uh, give Correct. us definite guidelines on Correct. this going forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if, for for instance, just say, for instance, there's two cases in the clear camp this Tuesday. For instance, just totally hypothet- hypothetical now, right? That there's no leash player going to be fingered over, over a tackle in the game yesterday. That, that can't be the way forward. Club or county, I think. That has to be, no way can that be. Unless it was unprecedented that two of them had rolled around the ground fighting and they were in each other's faces or something and, and you knew there was desperately close contact and maybe there was even bodily fluids exchanged with spitting and, and you know, roaring at each other or whatever. Maybe. You get very nasty, like, Dale, in the last round of the league when championship is coming two weeks later. I <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's the big worry, TJ. That's, the, that's, that's where there would be all the real damage. That's why the precedent, lads, has to be culled straight away. This works for chairman coming out with immediately. this. To yeah. get Brian yeah. Owen to withdraw what he said. How did the two... First, the first the clear boy he's got was one got a text to say he was a close contact and they'd be ringing him and the other fella got a call. Like, for God's sake, like it had to come from Wexford. It had to come some shape or form from those two Wexford players that said, they said who their close contacts were. And, and for nobody else on the Wexford squad to be named, maybe it's no wonder they have a third case. So look, I leave it at that. I just think, I think the, the top guys have to start this for club and county. Clubs are going back in two weeks' time. This has to be put to bed. Your casual contact if you're out in the open air on a hurling field, running around, tackling, hitting ball, catching ball, your casual contact, no more than that. I think that has to be weird. That's my take anyway on it. Um, go on, Mark. Hello. Did you, I was going to say, Mark, did you feel that there was a little bit of relaxation of the advantage rule this weekend? I certainly did. Yes, I, I, I would agree with you. Um, there certainly wasn't as there wasn't any controversial situations erupted over the weekend. 
Um, whether that has got to do with the media, and whether the you know the, we'd say the Sunday game or the papers or stuff for like that. That I, I think everybody, ninety nine percent of people are on the referees' side of the fence here. That they've been put in a very very awkward position. That we had a great advantage rule. That everybody knew exactly how it worked, and then we had you know a change to that rule that came in out of nowhere. Um, and, and players' management and referees had to deal with it in a short period of time, which seems to be turning out that it, it isn't an advantage to go back and give the, the players the free Yeah, but I saw, I saw a change of Ken. There was one score by Brian Concannon in the Tipperary game where the referee clearly had his hand up and he allowed him to take the shot, right? There was a late tackle, I think, yesterday in the Limerick game, was it maybe by Kyle Hayes and shoulder on Jamie Barron, where he allowed the shot to be taken and the ball went wide and he came back. It was like as if it was kind of a flick back to the old play, we'll say where we were last year, Dillo. I felt this weekend that they weren't as whistle happy. The best example, I think, and it's a great thing it happened, and it was unfortunate for Kerry, but Darren Minahan's goal, I think that was the best example of the advantage rule not being used properly. Uh, you know, one hundred of a second later, he had it in the net. And yeah. It, yeah. I think that he's good. I mean, it was highlighted by O'Rourke last night on RT, Colm O'Rourke. And I think that he's the best example of all. It was a brilliant goal and he got pulled back. That's exactly what we're talking about, class. It sums up the whole thing, you know, encapsulates everything that we're discussing here, that the advantage rule must come back in the old format that you were mentioning, Mark. Yeah, but I think yeah, the refs, the refs are starting to take back control, lads. Are, are, are they, like you're starting to say, yeah. we need this to flow? Like, and for a fella, a kid that had a little sneaky 20 euro accumulator of uh, <laughs> Kerry to beat Dublin, Waterford to beat Limerick, the down hurlers to win, and the Kildare hurlers to win. I'd like it if Dara Minahan got the benefit of the doubt. There's always one to get you. But uh, anyway, there's an interest. We did well, a sneaky, right, sneaky right, bet right. on Phil Mickelson yesterday morning to make up for it, Mark. Sorry, no. I didn't want to break that to you last night. <laughs> I'm, lads, by the way, um, I'm too long in contact with you now, so I have to go. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> quickly, quickly before you go, Ken, I just wanted to yeah. ask this. And look, you are, you are third from the bottom of the fantasy league, but I'll redden the other two anyway. Don't worry. Murphy, no. Murphy, <laughs> yeah. Come here. Who's who's the happiest, Ken, with the break in the league after three rounds? Who's the happiest? Who's your, who's your gold medal in terms of I'm the manager? You've been a manager at that level. Who's the happiest outside of McFinley? I think, yeah, yeah. I think the way that the league has uh, uh, turned out, I think Liam Sheedy has to be very happy at the moment the way things have turned out. Um, but Liam Sheedy has been in that position before. I think the man that really has the bit between his teeth now would be Kieran Kingston, in my opinion. I think Cork have something to play for now. And they're the one team that everybody's looking to say, Jesus, they're the one team that can upset the Apple Cart in Limerick. Um, Limerick, obviously, as TJ mentioned, have their team in mind. But from the perspective of what's going and happening, going through, Liam Cahill must be hugely happy at the moment. Um, Liam Sheedy's very happy. Um, but I think Kieran Kingston will see this as a huge chance. He's, 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 it's his second coming, lads. Um, he's a monster semi-final against uh, Limerick. He has absolutely nothing to lose. He's put a, a good panel together there. They've had good performances and good wins. And I think I'm just watching out for Cork this year, lads. Okay, Ken. Uh, thanks a million for being with us. And uh, we will keep an eye on Kieran Kingston and we'll be keeping an eye on Tip as well. <laughs> and don't, we'll nominate me. Don't, don't mention my name as a contact, please. <laughs> <laughs> No, you have to be on for about an hour and three quarters, Ken. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks, um, Ken. He's gone. Let's, who, would, who would you be happy? Who would you think would be? Like, I, I think I'd, I'd be... Yeah, Kieran Kings. I think I'd be more happy if I was Liam Sheedy, maybe. I just think from where they started the year that I'd nearly have Sheedy or Shane O'Neill as the two. I thought Galway experimented so much on Saturday. I expected Tip to win, but I just think Tip are beginning to settle one to nine. And we know the options up front. You went through them there, Mark. And we were wondering, Michael Breen, where yeah. does he slot? And we even bring the Maro, where yeah. does he slot? You know, so yeah. for me, they'd be the two I'd have slightly ahead of Kingston because yeah, that's a false I, match I, yesterday. Yeah. You know, yesterday's I, one is a false think, one. Like, Yeah, I, I, think I think there's a lot of the managers that are happy, actually. I think a lot of the managers have got something out of the league already and it's only three matches in. Um, even Shane O'Brien for Westmead will be delighted with the performance of the team down in Waterford having got a fair mm. trimming against Galway the first day. So there's bits and pieces for everybody out there. I'd say John Kiley then, on the other hand, might be... Look, there's a couple of things after happening. He's had a lot of red cards, okay? His team have been subjected to what he feels um, maybe the referees are on him a little bit. He then came out and made an outburst, and then he retracted it a couple of days later. So mm. I, I'd say... There's a lot happening in Limerick that you wouldn't have seen or wouldn't have forecasted a month ago. Um, but I, I think all the other managers, they'll all be very happy. And I don't know whether you put one of them above the other. I mean, Cork were unbeaten and Tipper unbeaten. Cork are playing a new brand of hurling, in my opinion, a more a, a really possession game. And they've unearthed a couple of forwards as well. But... There's no point in nothing forwards unless you're giving the ball on a regular basis. And I'm just coming back to the to the game against um, Tip. And late in the game, a very, very experienced player in Owen Cadigan had, had had a look up at the goals. And if that was with Douglas, he'd have had a cut and he hit the ball over the bar. We were two points up at the time. Mm. And there was obviously something went off and he said, you're not to hit the ball in unless there's a clear and obvious player in a, in a right position. But it was a score. It was a point scoring opportunity. And he turned around to give a ball to somebody and there was no one there and he overcarried the ball. And I just felt, I, I just felt that there's definitely a change in the outlook. But as I'm saying, and if you have good forwards, you need to give them the ball on a regular basis. And, you know, can they bet in this game plan, Anthony? And this was the game plan that Donald O'Grady put in probably in 2003, 2004, when you were the likes of Tom Kenny and Johnny O'Connor. And that, and that, that was a hybrid of Bernie O'Connor's running game from Newtown Chantel. No That's the bottom yeah. line. That is what it was. It wasn't the Donald O'Grady game plan. He just adjusted it from what Bernie mm. O'Connor had put in place. But um, I, I think Kieran will be delighted that there's wins and the big word is consistency of performance. So I think at the halfway junction, I think there's a lot of managers very, very happy. But the next two league games for Cork, are go whether they, if Cork go for them, We'll know more, I think, they'll own three weeks' time as to where exactly Cork are. 8 to 1 to win the All Ireland market. Would you be a player? I'm going to play. Uh, you take that as a no. I don't know. It's too early days. No, no. It's, it's early days. It's too early Dello, days. You know? Dello, how, much, how much of what we're looking at is phony? Like, like is, 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 is this stuff here. Because teams aren't really showing their hands. We're going mm. to see different type of stuff, so different intensity oh, yeah. from championship. I think that let's say a team can go away now and put in their two or three weeks tough work now and then take their two weeks out come championship. 
I don't think we're going to learn a lot in the last two league games. And like, it's unusual, as Max said there, to have maybe four or five managers in a happy place. It's unusual. Like, Yeah, and I go back to decades again, TJ, and I was mentioning about you know, Limerick's position and where we were coming from, 98. And, like, I think there's a certain element that John Kiley has a trust of who will deliver for him on the big yeah. day, right? And others, Cork, I suppose, especially, are like, and they have to go through a process of establishing where they're at, and 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 and, and they are making progress, no doubt about that. And the, the the emphasis on going for goals, I'm loving to see, like, but fourteen goals for in me, three games. Yeah, yeah, but when I go back, Mark, you know, I'll do, you give us a good beating in the league semi final in ninety eight. Didn't bother us one I ordered. You know, it just didn't. As a group, it just didn't bother us at all. Like we just said, we'll have these fellas again in eight weeks. And we are going to be ready, like, and we were very much ready, like, and then we, we were ready again. We won Munster, and I suppose look, things went against us. The draw against Waterford probably was the biggest mistake we made, I suppose, in, in the catching of us over in the end of the year. And oh, we know, look, sure, what what happened to poor Jimmy Cooney was misfortune. But look, look, yes. at the same time, I, I just think, look, Nan knew he had a fair idea of he's thirteen or fourteen, and where they'd play. And what subs would make an impact? And I think Kylie has that luxury still. And that's I why think I so, think yeah. TJ, I, that's why I think TJ, you don't see much of a change in the odds. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and I think Kylie was professing that message last night. Dale was that we'll be ready, don't worry. And I just heard in the, in the golf last night uh, an old statement from Greg Norman, kind of saying that true happiness is a long walk with the putter. I'm not sure if any of the managers have the putter in their hand just yet, man. <laughs> Yeah, my 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 bake for this week, right? I'm go looking to bring the role of the Merforna back. I think, oh, the game, I think the I think the game misses it. I think that it's not fair. I was just watching yesterday the likes of like Paul Kinnerk and Mike Beavens and them. Like they do all the training on the grounds. They're heavily involved in the game plan and they confining those guys to the stands. Even going back in time where we had, let's say, the likes of The Rock or, let's say, um, Dan Shanahan now being another Shanahan. high profile one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think I think we're taken from the game. I think it's a wrong yeah. move. I don't agree with it. So today, my call, Dalo, is can you Bring organize, can you organize get the more Morphona back? Well, I think you have love- to say straight out, Circle Hagen, Circle Hagen told us he, he doesn't want them on the field. I know. Talking team and saying, that's, and you, you told us your way of doing it as well, above in Galway, was like, if the free count was 8-2 against you, you'd go out and you'd say, Jesus, like, Johnny, are we that dirty? Like, is there something I can work on here at the water break? Like, so, I mean, I'd say, fellas, like, Barry Cullinan will miss you above in Galway, all right? Like, but, like yeah. you know, I think the riffs, the riffs are calling this, like, but I, yeah, I agree, I I think they add to the colour hugely. Like, and you mentioned Dan Shanahan, but, sir, like, you know, brilliant. Yeah. Right, you know, and, but you, but you know, in Aussie rules, there, in, in the Aussie rules, right, the yeah. runner is a fella with a, he's an orange tracksuit, tops and bottoms. So you can yeah. see him coming from a mile away, right? And what was <laughs> happening with the mayor fun was that they were sneaking in, right, okay, and they were upsetting puck out strategies. But if you had a fella top to bottom in orange, You'd see him kind of, you could just imagine the crowd stirring up. Oh, Jesus, Sully's going to make a bust onto the field, or big Denton <laughs> is going to do it. There's some crap. Yeah. There's teams finding a way around it. It's, it's wrong to see Tommy Dunn on the sideline carrying Hurley. Dunn Hurley's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wrong. Like, even like, like Tommy again doing the coaching with the Tipperary team. Like, I just think that anybody, like, say, whether it's a coach or a selector learning stuff, like, you're watching these guys' movements on the day, it definitely adds to the event. Like, okay, you might pinpoint. 
there's one Greg Kennedy event or whatever. I can't think of anything else where the Mayor Forna was having a massive a problem or an issue I, with a referee. I think there's a football problem. I think there's a football problem. You're consistent with the football. You're consistent with the football. Ah, yeah. This is January round now game. The, 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 the football fellas were causing all the trouble. That's and there there might need to be a second set of rules for the footballers or for the hollers. But the mayor former <laughs> hauling had no issue whatsoever. Yeah, we 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 I think yeah. I, well maybe there was a bit of crack with Tommy Dunn and Shorsha Bulford, was there, TJ, in the semi final. But there might have been, but it, 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 either, either way, I'm saying I, 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 Yeah, you'd have to love it. I think part of the match, like you, you'd always like to sit in the stand where you're kind of behind the management teams, you know, watching the body language and watching the carry on. Like, I just think that having the guys that are really influential in implementing these game plans, right, really kind of on the pitch with the players, night in, night out, and then on the big day, then they're banished to the stands. Uh, to me, it's a wrong call. I don't agree with it, and I'd love the GEA to relook at it. Yeah, any, okay. any change in the four quarters, lads? Dela, I know you're kind of empty the four quarters here. Yeah, I, I'd maybe even bring back the Mare Four and I let him carry a bottle of water and get rid of the bloody water breaks. I don't know. I just, I think even yeah, Tip had a tactics okay. board the other night. He did. So, look, everything is kind of predicated by who's winning. Like, and if Polkinurk's tactics board now will go to everywhere, like, you know, that's, that's the next thing now. We're reminding them of where they're supposed to stand and move over a little bit. Mm. You know, so look, uh, look, lads. Um, great, great coverage. Great to have Ken. Uh, the fantasy hurling is getting a bit scowways there. Um, there's great scores coming in on the listeners board, but on the Super League, obviously between ourselves and Ken is gone there now. Like, obviously, lads, look at I. I don't want to be talking about this. You know, I wish Gary would come in there. You know, myself, and Mark are happy to talk about it as well. Yeah, well, funny enough, if you add up the two years' scores, you don't make my score. That'd be right. <laughs> no, we, no, we're, ahead no you, uh, we're, we're, we're ahead of you, but we're not, we're not, we wouldn't be leading the whole overall. But, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's all right. Yeah. That's great. It's a great weekend for Clarecastle, lads. You know, we've been in the doldrums for a while, and things are beginning to happen with our club again. So, you know, I'm delighted, delighted for the McPies, uh, first of all, to be back up there on top. And I'd say Wexford and Kilkenny is not going to be replayed, so... I don't know, it's a huge loss to me. I heard someone whinging in the background from the Temple Derry Kenyans that uh, his captain, Alan Murphy, was gone. But like, I do O'Keefe and I Killian Buckley, like, both playing midfield, like, so it was a huge loss to me as well. But it looks at this stage, I suppose it could be a late burst. Not a, there'll be a lot of thought now put into the transfer uh, policy for, for two weeks' time, nah. I tell you. I think, I think the captain. word is flowing here, Dale. I think we're, when seven Mark, nah. we had a chat, we're, going, we're just focusing we're, on the championship now. Exactly. He's still about 140. Yeah, he, he's still about 140 behind you, TJ. I know. I know. <laughs> he's, he's isolated. Like it's like one of the years, maybe that someone like who in the Premier League, Sunderland, will have a nightmare. Like yeah. I, 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 I left TJ Reid in, so I was kind of hoping that that game would get played. And I had Alan Murphy as well. So I just had a disaster weekend. Ed McCarthy killing me. Dello. I like, have Aaron Shanahan there, right? And a bit like, oh. like last year, I had Shane O'Donnell, right? And Claire was shooting the lights out, and Shane wasn't getting the scores yesterday. Yeah. Clare scored 227. And Shanahan, was he calling him back or what? Do you know, he, he still he handled a load of ball, teacher, and He was brilliant against Wexford, but he scored very little as well that day. Like, and he was absolutely brilliant that day. Like, I'm sure he was like, pulled down in straight through on goals. I should get points for that, really. But no, I, but like, I, I've been saying this to Kyle. He's going to have to allow for assists. Kyle, come on, man. So, I, 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 I'm, I'm surely entitled to some few scores. 
for a man being penalty. He was the man of the match against Wexford. Like. We we won't get results out about Wednesday. Look, the leaders are our listeners. Our listeners, unbelievable. Uh, Michael Cafferkey, uh, Ackle, Mayo, top of the league. Fair battle with uh, Kieran Kenrick uh, for Mile Rovers. 6-7-9 and 6-7-1. Wow, lads. Uh, Brian Smitty, your buddy is still there. Uh, yeah, Mark Castle Arthur over the road. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Two great. Six, seven, nine. It must be up near the top yeah, of the overall. So we're delighted yeah, so with that as well, lads. And uh, so that's the message, Dylan. If myself and Lander score was added together, we still wouldn't be in the first three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Just just as well as the league. Yeah, I know. What championship place? Yellow's He just jumped ship yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he's time getting the first prize there. Yeah. Marky, what's the vibe in Cork? Must be definitely positive, is it? Round the bliss? That's positive. I mean, the, the goals, the goals are the big thing. Like to get 14 goals over three games, as you meant in the t- in the purpose of today. If you added up to 2017, 18 together, they still wouldn't have had more than uh, 14 goals. So that's that's very positive. But Connolly is a real he's a real player. He's a real good talent now and and um Shane Kennefick, Christy Ring's grandson, came on over the weekend as well. And do you know what this is coming back to now is the um, the actual club championship, TJ. We had a prolonged run in the club championship last year and it has worked out very well that a lot of the players are coming through. So Shane Barrett in particular, Connolly in particular, and Kennefick, they were all excellent for the clubs last year and they all got the finals. And um, their name is Beauty. James O'Flynn is a player that I would have mentioned uh, last year on the pod as well. He had a good run in the championship. And he came on as a sub yesterday. So I think the, the club championship is a big bearing on the panel as well. But um, it, it, it's lads performing now is the big thing. And consistency of performance is what, is what they're looking for. Like, But very, very happy with where things are at at this moment in time. All Cork there, Delo, since you left and came back to us. Just, uh, can you hear us there, Delo? No, nah, oh, he's, he's, still, he's, he's still disconnected, I'd say. Yeah. Um, any 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 major concerns in Limerick, TJ? Two last look, in a row. You wouldn't like to be getting like three games in and one draw and two defeats doesn't obviously read well. But no, I wouldn't have any major concerns. Um, like the, the scores and play, a little minor concern for me. You'd like that. I just don't. I was trying to kind of think about last night. What way the approach would be for the next game? I'm sure Limerick definitely won't want to lose three in a row. Cork are definitely one of the foreign teams at the moment, so that'll be interesting. But both yeah, managers will be very, both with both very firmly eyes fixed, and I think it's four weeks later. So, um, like yeah, trying, trying to, trying to understand each other's system, um, that would be probably the, the, the key. But look, that's that, that's all in good time. Uh, Mac, it looks like yeah. Dello has abandoned us, so we'll have to probably leave it there. We'll, we, we'll be back He's whenever. Whenever Delo decides to um, to come back to us, and time again, I suppose, yeah. For last time again, and I think he's getting that pub ready down down there as well for all the listeners and whatever to call when everything's safe and wise to do yeah. so, just so everybody can call and see him. And I suppose just finally, I'll wrap it up and say thanks to Alliance, our sponsors, and hope you enjoyed your listen and onwards and upwards. A break next week, so see you in two weeks. Okay, very good. Alliance. Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. A, a, a green, all right.
There's a small bit of a needle there. But come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Murad into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. 